0: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the gridiron gang podcast week 13 pick and preview show with my boy Kier cooking up some picks yet again we're trying to stay rolling here. we're at that point of the year things are getting tight things are starting to become very clear to us across the board we're starting to have a very good understanding of these teams how they want to operate especially in crunch time at the end of the year Kier and we're going to kick it off with Arizona Pittsburgh what do you like on the slate on this one buddy
1: yeah, well, you know what? First of all, I'd be—I—I didn't have to mention the very tough Seahawks <laughs> loss yesterday. I'm trying to get the energy up here and move on. Um, it's tough. I'm—I'm I'm waiting for the Seahawks tweet for—for for when Shane Waldron's going to be let go. But I guess we'll have to wait a little bit longer for that. Yeah. I didn't
0: want to bring it up. I really didn't. But I know yeah, you got to get it man, out of there. It's—it
1: that was a—that would have been a massive win for us. Um, the Cowboys put up a ton of points obviously we put up a ton of points that last play call just is embarrassing it's just it, that's the only way to put it so
0: hard to stomach man. uh
1: we got two more really tough games coming up so we need to win here big we're i think we're out of playoff position now so things aren't looking good you and I teams are kind of in similar positions every time you get hyped on them something just devastating <laughs> happens so you know.
0: We're in pray mode now, man. It's a holiday season. Prayers are running deep with us for this one. Absolutely.
1: Sure. I need the Vikings to lose the bye week this <laughs> yeah. week. Big time. Uh, yeah, Cardinals at the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Cardinals are plus 6.5 on the road. Steelers minus 6.5 at home. Over under a 41. Um, this is an interesting one, kind of, because the Cardinals have been a lot better since Kyler Murray's come back. Um, James Conner, obviously... Also returned and now Trey McBride has also just come, kind of came out of nowhere mid-season here and, excuse me, is starting to have a lot of really good games. He is uh, banged up right now so I didn't see any uh, lines on him for his catches or, or receiving yards or anything like that so we'll keep an eye on that because he has been doing well and been a solid uh, target for Kyler especially now that they're, they're missing a receiver for this game. Um, there's three running backs in this game that are all, at any point, can have a big impact, if you ask me, really. So we talked about it. They're all similar lines in the mid to low 50s, um, like 51.5, I think 58.5, and 55.5, and or something like that. So we talked about maybe doing a little parlay with them. You do the 50-plus milestone. It's plus 375 for uh, for all three of those running backs, James Conner, Najee Harris, and Jalen Warren. Kind of just all of them to have a pretty good... Gets, I mean... 50 is not crazy to no, ask out not. of two running backs on the same team, especially a team who does like to give both guys touches like the Steelers. Um, their offense had a great week last week. I mean, I know they didn't weren't really able to get into the end zone too much, but they're finally over 400 yards the first time since that Matt Canada. So, I mean, that's, that's a, big a big slap push. in the face to him. I mean, what an idiot, right? <laughs> like, they leave for the first game, and now your tight end over 100 yards. High, yeah. Both running backs have a good game. so um, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. As well as, I mean, obviously parlaying them all three together is a higher risk. So if you like any of those three individually, um, you can absolutely play them. James Conner has been huge for us. Jalen Warren, we've bet a bunch of times. We hit him at 48.5 last week. And then Najee Harris last week had an even bigger week than James Conner, so it seems like he's running hard again. Finally, maybe looks like he took those wet jeans off, or yeah. at least cut them into creases yeah, or something. Out. Yeah, yeah. He really maybe jorts now. No, I'll rip on guys, of... but I'll also give him credit. Yeah.
0: He is looking a lot no, better and, the last few weeks, man.
1: And listen, it was never, a, never a shot at the type of person Najee Harris is. He's an awesome guy. He's a great leader. He's great in his community and stuff like that. But when someone's bad at running the football, it, <laughs> and it, that's it's what not they get noticeable. paid to do. you know. Yeah, you, you, got, you, you gotta to let them know. No, he's been better. The Steelers, you got to assume they have some confidence now that they can at least go and make some plays. Kenny Pickett seems like he's trying to fire the ball in, playing with a bit of confidence. Their defense obviously is good. I lean towards the Steelers minus 6.5 here only because I could see it being a field goal game or a four-point game or something, and late in the game. And this Pittsburgh Steelers defense has shown... An incredible ability in the second half To take the ball away And shut down the other teams um, Their turnover ratio I think is the best in the league right now If not up there with the best And now that maybe they have a little juice on offense They'll actually be able to put some points away Or you never know what this team could score Defensive touchdown, right? They've shown the ability to do that in the past this season Um... And then, again, I'll I'll save the receiving ones for you because you could talk into that a little bit more with detail. Uh, The last one I have here is Kyler Murray. He scored a rushing touchdown each one of his games since he's been back. So I'm going to take – he's at plus 300 for a touchdown. Um, I hit it last week. I hit it the week before, so I'm just going to stay with that. Those are pretty good odds. And against a defense that likes to run around and fire around, a little play action or something like that or getting him on the edge – uh in the red zone to just get as many guys blocked as you can and him sneaking in i i don't hate that so yeah and he's, like?
0: he's shown in years past that he has no fear whatsoever to take it into the house and he's running with freedom this year so that's a, that's a great point that you make on kyler for sure especially at those odds um so going back to what you said just to add some stats on it so the cardinals are 30th in the nfl at 140 rush yards allowed per game this year You're asking two guys to hit 50 yards. That sounds more than logical to me. That sounds like they're both going to surpass that. Love that play. Pittsburgh on the other side, you touched on it. Great at creating turnovers. Also great at allowing yards, especially on the ground. That's 120 on average for them as well, too. So James Conner definitely going to be prevalent in the playbook. You would have to imagine. And I do suggest just really quickly, if anyone is
1: planning on playing that as a parlay like we suggested, Play some straight up, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, for one of those three not to go over, especially Pittsburgh, one of the two guys not to go over, if the other one's having a great day, I could see them giving them most of the reps and just going what's working. So if you're going to be willing
0: to play those on a parlay, play them straight up as well. 100%. Great point. And one that I really liked, it's going back to the well. Pat Fryermuth just fucking exploded last week. Huge game. Game of the year. He's looking back healthy. He missed like six weeks or something. and Yeah, I mean, best game of
1: his career last week and just so happened to go with the best offensive day yards wise that Pittsburgh's had in the past few years. Really, since Kenny Pickens really, it here for sure. It's been so. a
0: while, man. It's been a while. So why not go back to the well? Three and a half catches is all I'm asking for. 34 and a half yards. That's all what do you I'm asking anything, for.
1: S- six or seven, I think, for or eight.
0: I last think it was like for over 9 for 120. Yeah. And I mean, so, like, I mean,
1: you're asking for him to do one-third of as well as he did last week exactly on him. a team that is gaining some offensive confidence. I think that's a great play. And
0: the one we really love, we've been doing it nonstop. Why are they not changing it? Jalen Warren over two and a half catches. I mean, we're just going to take that straight up, and we're going to spread that around the book, I'm sure. Yeah, he's missed one time
1: recently, I think three weeks ago, and it was two catches. So, I mean, if you're getting a guy who's constantly hitting that number and when he misses it's one catch and late in the game you can ask for one catch, especially if you think this has any chance of staying close, I think that's another great
0: play. Absolutely. Simply will not shy away from that one. And, that, yeah, that's what we love for the this game for sure. Here, if yeah, this anything game's else. a little
1: heavier on some of the bets like you just mentioned. Like this is one where when you like a lot of props, you can do a little, couple little parlays or straight up bets within the game or put it with something from another game or a best bet that you really like. Um, With a couple of the games on the board this weekend, it's nice to find a few games that you actually really like some of the props, because, I mean, as we go through it, there's a few where I'm pretty low on props.
0: There's a few I don't even really want to talk about, but we will, because that's what we do. But yeah, there's a few that do not stick out. Um, What are your feels for Atlanta and the Jets this week? It's a really low total. It's at 33, I believe. 33 and a half. Yeah,
1: Jets are plus two at home. The Falcons are minus two. Uh, Tim Boyle yeah, it, Tim Boyle. I think is starting again Yeah he is Which is crazy um, I just don't understand how you don't start Zach Wilson At least keep giving him um, experience Because obviously he's going to be a better backup quarterback option Than a Tim Boyle next year If Rodgers is coming back and ready to play I don't really get it Here's what I'm taking I'm taking B. John Robinson Touchdown at plus 162 And I'm taking B. John Robinson Over 59 and a half rushing yards I know this Jets defense can be pretty good but they've unlocked Bijan. They finally realized. I don't know if they were waiting for him. Maybe just trying to dip his toes in. I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes there. But it seems like Arthur Smith has figured it out. And figured out that the guy they drafted really high and their best offensive player. It's good to get him the ball. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with those. I do lean towards the under and the Falcons minus two. I think the Falcons defense is pretty good still and the Jets offense is so bad that I think the Falcons will be able to have more effect on the Jets defense than vice versa but under 33 and a half I honestly it's so low I probably won't touch it but I don't hate it and I do lean towards the Falcons I don't really like any props for the Jets to be honest because you just you really don't know what you're getting No, and their offensive line isn't good enough that I trust um, on a rushing prop for Brees Hall um, as consistently. Their offense just has no life. Things are going really bad. and I mean, this is probably a game that the Jets end up winning, because that just seems like what they do. But I'm done. As I've mentioned, I'm done betting with on the Jets. So
0: I'll tell you what, Kier. I'm I just would, betting on the best player on the field. I would give Robinson. a fucking arm and a leg for the Jets to win this game. Don't see it happening. Fuck the Falcons. Love B. John Robinson. I got that down here, too. It's like I guess one plus one does equal two for Arthur Smith at this point. Like, no fucking joke. Like, let's figure it out. Get this guy the ball. Let him cook. The Jets have the 31st rated rush D in the league. Put two and two together. B. John's going to have a huge fucking game. Falcons are still going to lose. Fuck the Falcons. But B. John's the guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: I agree. At this point, <laughs> you and I, we just need every NFC team to lose yeah, every game if possible. Literally just lose so, nonstop. So it would definitely be rooting for the Jets, but I'll tell you what: the Jets aren't getting a cent of my money. Yet. No, absolutely, ever again. Not. And absolutely. by ever again, I mean this season. I'll probably fucking hammer them game one next year as soon as Rogers, Rogers is yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if they put Zach Wilson back well, in, I would honestly week, consider week betting seventeen them, but...
0: when Rogers is out there gunslinging yeah. at the four and twelve record or whatever oh, the fuck yeah. they're at by then. But yeah, anyways.
1: Fucking, when his meat falls off the bone like a fucking baby back rib. So, 10 for uh,
0: Houston, cure. This is a huge fucking game. This one's massive. Great game. This is on paper. One of the best matchups of the week. Jesse's fired up for this one. I'm fired up for this one. This is going to be a great game to watch. I, I don't know what sticks out to you. I know we just talked about it off camera. There's a couple things we really like. Yeah, so it's gonna Broncos
1: it. plus three on the road. Uh, Texans minus three at home an Order Over under of 47 I'll let you go first here Eli You get into what you like I'm, You know what I'm, sure I'm going to I'm I'm gonna say here I'm going to say what
0: Jesse really wants to hear And what all Broncos fans want to hear I'm going to go Denver Moneyline man I'm just not going to hop off this train This is a real hype train This is They're rolling now Sean Payton's cooking Russell Wilson's believing in Jesus Jesus is returning the favor He's a god man and it's god season The Broncos are cooking man CJ Stroud He's so special. He is so fucking special. He is so talented. They're banged up, though, right? They got a lot of things going on with that team right now. Dalton Schultz, I believe, missed practice this week. Yeah, he's I expected think,
1: to miss. He's expected to miss the game. I think
0: Tank Dell played in practice, but he's banged up as well, too, yeah, right? Missed, so those are missed big other guys, days, right?
1: He practiced yesterday, and I'm sure he's practicing again. Big, big guys today. for that offense, yeah. though,
0: right? And as good as CJ Stroud is, it's like we talked about last week. Now's the time where everything gets amplified, everything gets magnified. You're under the microscope now. It's a huge game. Playoff implications. I like the experience with Sean Payton with Russell Wilson. I'm a ride with Denver, man.
1: Yeah, I like that. I'm. I do. I don't mind the money line play at all. I I will for sure be on the Denver plus three, with the way both these quarterbacks have been playing too. How can you not see this game coming down to a field goal at the end of the game? Always does. With so fucking I'll Denver, always right? take <laughs> the points. I'll always take the points. Absolutely. Um,
0: that's a smart play there for sure. I, because
1: the, I think the only reason the Texans are favored is because they're at home. This fan base is more engaged than they've been in the past, maybe ever. Really, realistically, this team is I think looking ever. as good as ever, and they. So this fan base is really, really enjoying what they're doing. They're loving their quarterback. They're loving D'Amico Ryan's, and oddly enough, their offenses seem to really balance since they've given that it's they have so much young, like youth and. These young players on their offense that the veteran Devin Singletary has been able to come in and a Damian Pearson and have great success for them and kind of be that one who steadies some of their ship and stuff like that. Uh Like you said, Dalton Schultz out is big, I think. Nico Collins and Tank Dell are all still great receiving options. The Texans are good, but so are the Broncos. Their defense just leans on teams. And if Tank Dell is a little bit banged up and you have a guy like PS2 on the other side, it's just not the matchup that you can afford a guy coming in not fully healthy, right? Like, 100%. you know, you know that they're going to be good. Um, I like the Broncos plus three. 47 seems like a, the right number, kind of. Like, yeah, I don't know does. if I'll touch that. Uh, I could see it going either way. Both defenses, both teams can play some defense. Um, I'm probably going to end up on the Russ rush, uh, rushing yards. Looks like he's been making better decisions and just getting a few yards when he can, especially late in the game. But we talked about this. My favorite bets of this one. Again, I might end up on Javante Williams again just because he's been great for us all season. But Samaje Pirine, over 31.5 combined yards, 16.5 receiving yards, 12.5 rushing yards. I think... I think you could play any of those. I think you could play all of them if you want. He's I wish I could parlay player. all
0: three because I love all three. Yeah, right there, and like <laughs> Devontae Williams
1: is such an aggressive runner that like he needs a couple plays off every now and then. And Piran's come in and he's a veteran. He you know he did this too um, in Cincinnati before coming over to Denver. There's times where he comes can come in and have big games. So uh, him and Russ have found a nice connection on those dump offs, especially so. I really like some of his props there. I'm probably going to stay away from the Texans' offense and props. Um, just because I don't know exactly what's going on. Maybe wait and see the receivers. This is a game where I could see both quarterbacks also over one and a half passing touchdowns. They've just been solid. I know Russ hasn't put up the craziest inflated numbers. But when it comes down to putting your team into a position to win, he's been as good as anyone over the past five weeks um, in this season, really. So... Yeah, I, I do lean towards the Broncos. This is another one. This is going to be a great game because these both these teams need this to make the playoffs. We've desperate now. We've, we've seen, I think, Javante Williams said to the media that they're treating this game like a playoff game. I fully expect Sean Payton to have a great game plan and have these guys ready to go. I don't think that's ever really going to be an issue in Denver again, whether these, this team is prepared for a game properly.
0: So, yeah, let's go with Denver there. Yeah, I love it, man. Uh, Yeah, here's a game I don't love. I don't love nothing about it. I don't even want to watch this team. They're so fucking shitty. It's the New Orleans Saints at home against the Detroit Lions. Kira, I got to tell you, man, after that loss, crushing loss last week to the Falcons, this is probably, like, one of the last teams I'd want us going up against, even at home. Even with a lot of question marks surrounding the Lions at times, like, they're still one of the top teams in the NFC conference especially, so... This is not a great matchup. There's not a lot of props out right now for the Saints players, especially with a bunch of question marks surrounding the health of all of our receivers right now. We're, I know both of us, were always keyed in on Kamara. We're always looking at that number. We're waiting on it. We're waiting to see where it comes out at. But what sticks out to you for this one, man?
1: Yeah, like you said, Alave's been practicing all week. He just has to still clear one more step of the like the third-party um Examination just to make sure to clear concussion protocol So I do think that he will be able to play If he does, I love his over-receiving He was doing really, really well last week um, Until he got hurt Um, Rahid Shahid, I think it's a groin for him Or a thigh, so that one scares me a bit more Because just one turn or one tackle Whatever can re-aggravate it more Right, so that scares me a bit Um, Depending on the health of your receivers, Eli I think I like the Saints plus 4. The the here's the only thing that scares me about the Lions. It's not the way they've been playing. It's the way that Dan Campbell I know will be aggressive and kind of getting after his players this week. Um coming off that loss. They had they they were favored at home for the first time on Thanksgiving in so long and then they put up a stinker against Green Bay, right? Like it's pretty bad, but they barely came back and beat the Bears at the end of that game too. I so I could see this game coming down to a field goal. Your defense has been pretty good all year. I know there's been times where things don't go great, 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 but like you're still a good defense overall. And you guys are desperate, right? The I mean, I know the Lions can't really We're afford to lose games, but they're dude. they're desperate as well. But so are you guys, right? So I don't hate that. Now that's all very depending on. Obviously, the health of your guys' receivers. If you're missing both those receivers, you got to assume that the Lions are going to have more of an advantage because they have holes in that defense. But I don't know if you guys will be able to take advantage of those holes. Missing all your star players, obviously, already down Michael Thomas as well, right? So and Rashid Shahid just got
0: confirmed out too. Confirmed out. Yeah, so that uh, scares me.
1: So no, I'll I'll be waiting for Olave because I still think with Olave and Camara you. You could do some damage, but that does scare me a bit more. Oh, I might flip God. to the Lions there. Then. That's fucking. No, you know what? Give me. This, I'm not. I'm not. Damon t- yeah, Jordan's
0: if- questionable, too, you oh, know. This, really, this is really oh, not looking goodness. good at this okay, point. Okay, you know what?
1: Well, I'm going to just maybe stay away <laughs> yeah, from yeah, the point spread for right now. Keep an eye
0: on these injuries yeah, and then maybe yeah, reassess so much this closer. Can change, yeah, it's crazy. This is but fun. But
1: I'm going to stick with what's been working for me. Um, I think you can play Sam Laporta over four and a half catches or 40 and a half yards. He's been solid, but he hasn't been blowing way over those numbers lately, right? He's been pretty close, so play those if you like them. I understand if there's a lot of kind of things you can play with this Detroit offense, so uh, I understand if you don't like it as much. For On the Saints side, obviously we're waiting on things, but Blake Groupie... Over one and a half field goals. You guys have been struggling a little bit to get it in the end zone, even when you move the ball. Um, I'm looking for less turnovers this week. I don't really think... The pick six was a great play last week by Bates. Uh, Derek Carr, I know he can throw some interceptions, but he doesn't really usually throw that many pick sixes, I feel like. And then Taysom Hill fumbling that ball was just super unfortunate. He doesn't really do that much. No, he never does that You can't expect all that to happen again. So I like Bate Groupie over one and a half field goals. Um... I think that's a reasonable number for him. Uh, he's been solid for you guys all year. On the other side, I like David Montgomery over sixty-four and a half rushing yards. He's done it pretty much every game he's yeah. played. And then on the other side of that, a, a parlay that's been working for me for almost the entire season, especially the past five weeks or so, is Gibbs over seventy-six and a half receiving, or sorry, combined yards and Montgomery touchdown. Montgomery's great at the goal line there. And they're able to run the ball and, like, I like the combine yards for Gibbs there because he is able to get, he catches the ball very, very well too. And they've been using him in that sense and kind of game planning for more of him in the catching game. So I like his combined yards because he could run for that or he could catch for most of those. He's got the um, big
0: play ability too, right? Like yeah, he could just exactly. A couple of those plays yeah. for sure. And he, you know he's going to get touches throughout the game and montgomery's only not scored a touchdown in one game all season and yep. that's the game he got injured in right so yeah, there so, you go he's I've, pretty yeah, much i a say fucking it every DD week lock, right? i
1: say it every week i have him in fantasy he's great for me like i i say it every week and we hit it every week so i'm gonna keep saying on that and then this is one of those guys that we kind of talked when there's another one in the next game that we'll go over but amon ross st brown over seven and a half catches he's so good him and he's and like C.D. Lamb last night. These guys just get targeted so much on those offenses, and they're not all super deep plays. He's not like that super outside deep threat, so he's catching the ball on 7-yard passes, 15-yard passes, 12-yard passes, whatever. So it doesn't have to be home run plays for him to gain a bunch of yards and build up those catches. I think in a game that could be kind of close, they're going to lean on St. Brown, with Jamison Williams and some of these other receivers kind of being non-threats at this point, right? Yeah. So, I like, I like their big players to have have a big week. Obviously, I think Laporta is probably my least favorite of all of those, which means that'll probably be the one that hits. That's <laughs> just how gambling goes. But I don't think you need to play all those different bets because unless the Lions have the best offensive day ever, like not every single one of their guys can hit everything. right? So pick and choose which ones you like the most there. Um, my big ones will probably be... I like Gibbs over three and a half catches as well. So I, you could do Gibbs... I may I might do Gibbs combined yards with the Montgomery TD and then the Montgomery yards with the Gibbs catches or stick all Gibbs all Montgomery. Uh, I haven't quite decided how I'm going to put those together, but I'll be playing a bunch of different props on those running backs just because they've proven every week that doesn't matter who they're playing against. Yeah, no, it the does be- They're the best rush defense they go against, and they still Torch, are man. able. That's the way. That's how they plan their game. Their offensive line is good, so. I'm going to expect a good team to stick to their
0: strengths to try to win the game. It's a lot of good points you make, and a lot of good points that really fucking suck to hear as a Saints fan because that's. But you just guys all. do the same, though. <laughs> On the other what? end,
1: yeah. your Camara is such a strength. These for you injuries scare me, though, man. Win, you know what I of mean? Course, that's, of course, that's only but, thing, if, but. For, for teams to win, you have to stick to your strength. You do. Like you guys going to Camara. And involving Taysom Hill, and that's the same on the other side. So I think this is going to come down to, especially if there's injuries, is who can execute their best options the best and who can have discipline. And if there could be a turnover, Jared Goff has looked really beatable the last few weeks, Eli. He He hasn't been playing like he was at the beginning of the season. And I know Derek Carr has concerned you, but maybe in a sense, if it's just Olave and Kamara, it almost simplifies it for him and he'll just give
0: those guys the ball.
1: Do you know what I mean by that? Like I know exactly almost, what you mean. And just simplify thing in his head. Go to like, where
0: it works, man. Like, you even saw, like, last game, he was cooking, going to Olave time and time again until the pick six, and then all of a sudden, Olave's out of the game, and everything goes Even that goes pick downhill, six, like, right? a defender
1: makes a great play, shit you can't happens do anything sometimes, about it, right? That's like, you know exactly you don't right. have the best quarterback in the league, and even then, some of those guys throw... Like, look at these guys, Josh Allen. You just Alex straight up read it, the play
0: before yeah. you even saw it happen, right? So, and you gotta give him credit for that. And I've been harping on Carr all year, I really have, because he really hasn't lived up to expectations, but he's not a bad quarterback, man. When, and sometimes
1: expectations aren't really fair for certain points of guys' Especially careers, first
0: right? year with like less than thrilling play calling, too. Like That's where a lot of my attention is going to now is Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen. These guys, if we don't make the playoffs in this weak-ass division, they're on the fucking hot seat, period, Absolutely. man. And they're going to be out the door, so they know it's desperation and time. And
1: it's a tough, too, because Derek Carr also came from an offense last year with... A guy like Devontae Adams exactly. and Josh Jacobs, who was the league-leading rusher last year, too. Exactly, man. So it's hard to know exactly where he was um, in his career-wise. And they got a chance to make a statement and put themselves right back in a playoff contention with... There's enough time in this season to go that if you guys can get a win, and maybe the Falcons can somehow lose one the Jets, or even if they get a win, but you can keep pace and you can get a win as well. It's really and bad. you're only one game back, then... Things can happen, right? got to fight for it, yeah.
0: absolutely, man. It's
1: too early to give up, and I'm saying that even as a Seahawks fan. We're 6-6 six and six now, but it's too early to give up. You don't know what other teams are going to do. Anything can happen into any given Sunday type of league, especially with injuries and it shit is, that man. we've seen this, this year, This time man. of year, too, man, Chickens especially. Shit can just change. Right? Guys can go off. Teams can get healthy. Like, I know this. You're, you guys are banged up. The Seahawks are banged up, but... If you can survive to a point where you get all your guys back healthy and then maybe other teams are banged up, then you could get couch fire a little bit and gain a bit of momentum and try to make that postseason. And that's this is really the time of the season where it's all about giving yourself a chance, even just in the hunt for the playoffs. You're alive and it's, it's time to buckle down and go for it. You know uh, I mean? I just Speaking want... of the Saints really quickly, what's yep. your guys' – uh, like remaining schedule, like it's it-
0: dude. It's not difficult by any means on paper. Like I'm not saying anything's easy for New Orleans. I'm just gonna pull it up right now. But on paper, we got the Lions. Then it's the Panthers who are looking lifeless at this point. The Giants with uh Danny Devito at quarterback. Hilarious. It's Tommy, right? But yeah, Danny yeah. Devito's back there slinging it. The LA Rams are probably the scariest team we got left and I mean like they're unpredictable any given week especially with all their injury concerns all year the Bucks and then the Falcons. So we got four divisional matchups to finish the year, right? And that that's basically what it's all going to come down to is that final last two games I believe against the Bucks and the Falcons.
1: Yeah, totally. So that's that's one obviously we'll be watching closely this weekend. Uh next game is Colts at the Titans. The Colts are minus one on the road, Titans are plus one at home, over under a 42 and a half. This is one of those weird ones too, because the Colts are kind of rolling right now, they look pretty low key. good. Yeah, they're low-key. the key. Colts are really minus only JT. that good minus at JT home. now, right? And now JT, no JT worries me. Obviously Zach Moss was able to have some good games um, before uh, JT came back, but...
0: The Colts are one know, of those teams here team where it's all, like
1: they're, 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 every weekend it's a coin flip on whether they're good. Hundred percent, they're playing another team that's right on the other side of the coin. It
0: seems like yeah, that's
1: right. Right, like these teams. I do think it's it's this is a time of the year. I know the part of my take guys always make the joke. They call it tractor sido with uh, with Derek Henry. It's just that time of the year where that big man just starts kind of taking over a little bit. And Starts punishing, so I like Derrick Henry minus 110 to get a touchdown in this game. I also like going, uh, this is another one he like going back to the well. Uh, kind of like the Amon Ross Saint Brown play, Michael Pittman over six and a half catches. We had it as one of our best bets last week at plus 100, and it hit very easily. Um, so literally, I'm always gonna keep that, yep. I'm always gonna ride that bet it, until, until the wheels fall off. And to be honest with you. I, at this point, I'm probably going to end up riding it until past the wheels fall off and getting it. To, I mean, this season, he only hasn't covered that in three games. He's he's four, five, six, seven, eight. He's hit that in eight games already. And, um, and a lot of them are eight, nine, ten catches. So we're getting great value there at six and a half. That's another one of my... V- favorite plays and one of the, of the
0: week. three he went out injured very early too yep. he got and banged he still up, had five so had, i think yeah. so um yeah, yeah this is well one of my on favorite
1: plays there. of the week as is, as it is every single week and we'll always be on that that's one that i love to combine with something from another game or i, I play it straight up every week and let's keep hitting it i no gt i don't know the colts the Colts could burn me, but I almost feel like this might be a game that the Titans just kinda win. This just two well coached teams though. Uh, right, variable's good. Shane Steichen has been incredible. Yeah, For the Colts. I mean, to, for you to lose your number like your your first round high draft pick quarterback and to have your backup come in and be in a spot to potentially make the playoffs right now. And winning games, and they're putting up. I think their average. There's only one game they didn't put up over 20 points, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're so scoring with three. Scoring. So and actually, they won you know, the
0: game where they went under 20. That was in overseas in Frankfurt or wherever against yeah. New England with yeah. that shit show, like 10-7 yeah. or 13-7 yeah, or, or something. Yeah.
1: You know what? I'm gonna stick with the Colts actually on the road. Um, that's probably gonna bite me in the ass. I don't know why. I feel like they might just throw up a stinker. But I'm I I like Gardner Minshew as a dude. I think he's cool. So I'll I'll go with the Colts on that. And well, that's one where you kind of just. Place the bet and hold your breath and hope they can squeak one out.
0: Yeah, I look at this game and these teams, and I'm like you. I, I just see, like, this could go so many different ways for me, too. It's like, I look at the Colts, I'm like, how the fuck are the Colts 6-5? and five? And then I think about, like, all the lack of star power on their defense, how all the yards they've allowed, but they're winning games. And yeah. that's what good teams do no matter what. And you just said, that, like, JT's missed a majority of this year as well. They've lost their starting quarterback, who they took really high in the draft. And they're just somehow doing it week in and week out. They're now on a three-game win streak. The Titans are kind of, like, going in the opposite direction. They did take care of the Panthers, as they should last week. But I like Derrick Henry a lot in this game, actually, for all sorts of props. I I think the Colts' rush defense is very vulnerable. I love the touchdown play. And I also like him probably, if things go according to how I believe Mike Vrabel will script this game, I think he's going to get a number of rushing attempts as well as yards too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I
1: It seems like that point of the season, um, sorry for the door closing there in the background, uh, I think it's that part of the season, again, where they just lean on him a little bit, especially where they haven't been having that much success. Their throwing game for Tennessee looks strange. It either feels like it's, it's Will Levis going deep to DeAndre Hopkins or it's just nothing and not working at all. So I'm going to lean towards the Colts on this one, I think, but yeah, I agree. I, I think Derrick Henry can have a huge impact in this game. And I might even look at his catches again. We played, we were playing yeah, that earlier. When this it's season. like one and a
0: half, he's, he's got two so many times. This right. Year. I think
1: it's majority of the time this year. So that's another one, especially if you Double aren't cheese. loving any props or anything like that on that game. Yeah, I've checked that one because that's something where, I mean, one and a half, if he gets one early, you're already halfway there. Um, we've cashed that, I think, two or three times earlier this season. We cashed in the first quarter of the first. Half that was one that we were kind of hitting. I think that was against the Colts for too. I'm pretty fucking sure
0: that that was when he got three catches for 19 yards against the Colts, and they all came like pretty damn quickly. Because I seem to remember like prevalently mm-hmm. in my mind that that was one of our players at that time. Right.
1: So I, that's so that's another one I'll I'll keep an eye on and look at me too. too. Me too. For sure. Um, for sure. It. Yeah, that's it seems pretty effortless there because he's not known to be a huge part of the pass game, but. It's pretty easy to just dump a ball off sometimes if he's staying and blocking or whatever. Uh, We'll go to the next game here. I think Chargers at the Patriots. The Chargers are minus five and a half over under of 40. Patriots are plus five and a half at home. My first thing that I thought of this game right away is to stay away game. I don't even want to touch it. Me too. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, the Patriots are so bad, but their defense has actually been stingy and the defense isn't that bad. And I hate the Chargers. I hate betting the Chargers. I think I like under 40 here, Eli. I think the Chargers, I don't know, This th- there's two ways I could see this game going. The Patriots defense having success against the Chargers and the Chargers still win because the Patriots offense is so bad. Or it's the Chargers and it's one of those games where like Justin Herbert, and this is why people are always like, he's the next great, because he plays going to play a shit team and have a great game. And then you're going to go, oh, the Chargers, like, Justin Herbert's looking pretty good. And you're like, well, they beat the team that can't beat anybody, right? Like, so it's weird to me. There's another one, like, we just talked about with the last couple games with the Colts um, and with the Lions. Keenan Allen, over eight and a half catches. He's just been that guy. He's one of the top fantasy receivers all year, especially in PPR for the amount of catches he's getting. I He's been over 10 catches a bunch of times this year, so that's one that... Especially, I mean, he continues to benefit, unfortunately, with the injuries uh, to Mike Williams this season and stuff like that that I feel like they've never really been able to. And Quentin Johnson not having that great of a year. I feel like Herbert's connection with those two hasn't just been there as much, whether it's because of Williams missing time due to injury or just Quentin Johnson. Maybe they just can't get on the same page kind of thing. But Keenan Allen is the focal point of that offense, especially the passing offense. And when you have a quarterback like Herbert who is going to throw the ball, it's always a good idea to take his top receiver to have more catches um neither i don't i guess the chargers are still trying to play to maybe trying to get in the hunt. like but another of these teams are really playing for much the patriots in some weird way are beautiful losers because they find a way to just lose these games every single game and keep getting their draft pick better if you're going to be bad be <laughs> yeah, really bad true in a sense um so, I don't know if I see this. I don't even know who's that quarterback. I think I saw this earlier this week no Bailey idea, Zappi honest, yeah. and Malik Cunningham were taking snaps. And Mac Jones was just standing behind them, not even allowed to take snaps. So, um, with so much uncertainty, uh, I'm going to stay away from the line. And I'm going to bet the uh, probably the under. And I'll take Keelan uh, Allen over receptions. Do you like anything in this game outside of that? Because, like.
0: Honestly, like room. if I had like a knife to my throat and someone said you gotta pick something in this game, I'm like you. I want to stay far, far away from this game because there's a lot else I like around the board this week here, like way more so than this. But I do always like Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's so fucking talented. I think he's just really in not a great situation. In New England, unfortunately, for him right now, but if you want to play him like over over receiving yards or over rush yards i I do think one of those two has a good chance of hitting the chargers d fucking sucks like they're really bad uh whoever's at quarterback because like you just said there's gonna be uncertainty there's probably gonna be a lot of check downs to ramon j stevenson maybe even zeke elliott in the receiving game this week i could definitely see that so yeah i mean like i I don't want to go there but if i had to go there that's probably what i'd be going at
1: yeah yeah that's totally fair with so, with games that are important, there's some bad ones on this list. That's one that I won't, I don't really care about. Like, you, I mean, you and I, obviously, at this point, outside of just pure entertainment games, we're considered we're focused on our teams and we're focused on the teams that we may have to play, um, coming up next or who we're fighting against for playoff spots. So, as fans of NFC teams. This, this this is just, a, this is just a, a an absolute toss away AFC it, matchup. It could
0: literally never happen and I wouldn't miss it. Uh-huh. Let's just put Absolutely. it that way. right? So
1: we'll move on to the next one. The Dolphins at the Commanders. Dolphins are minus nine and a half, <laughs> Eli on the on the point spread. Commanders plus nine and a half at home with over under of forty nine and a half. What do you got?
0: I gotta tell you, man. I'm just gonna go back to it. We've done it so many times. Tyreek touchdown. He just fucking does it nonstop. You get his his total yard this 100, week is at 100, a hundred, and I I thought that was absolutely comical. But yeah. I do I still like it, and I still like him over six and a half Plus receptions like 150 as well. one
1: fifty, if you want to put um his his total yards and a touchdown parlay together. I mean, he's been cooking everyone. The commander's secondary is oh no my good. God. Oh, my God. Let me whatsoever. tell you, this this
0: defense is fucking brutal, and it's gone way worse ever yeah. since the departure of their two main pass rushers, too, right? So we, we now know Devon A. Chain will be back playing. His total's at 45 and a half. The injury scares me. I'm how he staying went away out. from
1: it. Right? But I'm going to stay away from it because the last he just came back a few weeks ago. You that's lie. the
0: thing, and he came right back out again, and he right? he was
1: hurt, and he re-aggravated that injury. So with it being a leg injury... Um, I guess I'm I'm taking the risk that I'm missing him having a low number and he's gonna go way over, but give it a week. Let him play. If he can stay healthy and he's back, I'll be hammering that prop. I love him as a player. I like his uh I think he's always gonna go over and certain stuff like that. Uh he was huge for me in fantasy that I picked up late in the draft um this year and he was awesome. And then obviously the injury's been tough, but again, they got so many weapons on this team. Let me see him get through a game healthy. And get into it. Luckily, the nice thing about betting compared to fantasy is that we're, you're not getting into playoffs yet. We got a lot of season exactly. left here. And, and I've been hurt so many
0: times, especially in NFL. Like injuries happen all the time, and especially when a guy's coming back from one that kept him out on the IR. I don't fuck with that man. There's no worse feeling than the guy it's going over like the game. Yeah,
1: it's not something that can just be like taped up. No. Extra, and he can play through it. If it's a knee, it's your knee, right? You can't really do much about it. It can limit you so much, and they're not going to risk that because they have a great future here. The Dolphins are looking great this year. Their defense, I know they just lost Phillips. There's a huge <sighs> loss with that, that Achilles. That is huge, man. That is um, huge. That, we'll, see, so we'll see how that defense looks. The, the thing about this game is I do lean to... i Dolphins, I want to take the 9.5 because I think they're going to be able to score all over the Commanders. But Sam Howell, we talk about it every week, he's a slinger. <laughs> He's, He's got does. receiving <laughs> options. Brian Robinson's not a good, bad running back. Like, like this team, I feel like, is going to go for it. So, 9.5 is a lot, obviously. I still do lean the Dolphins, but 9.5 is something where the commanders could backdoor. Could be down 14 and backdoor a touchdown and then never get the ball they back totally or something down, like but yeah. that. Um, but I do lean towards the Dolphins. are just a better team. Better coached, better everything. I'm interested to see how the Commanders are going to respond. They got rid of Jack Del Rio. They got rid of a couple coaches, but they obviously have kept uh, Ron Rivera. It looks like Ron Rivera is pretty much... I've seen reports where he's pretty much taking over the defense, and Eric Bieniemy is kind of the pseudo-head coach there um, and kind of giving his chance to run the team a little bit. So that has to scare you a little bit because they can't be worse coach. So no, if no. it gets any... it can only get better, right? So, um, so that'll be an interesting one to see. Again, Commanders... Aren't really in a spot to push for the playoffs. The Dolphins are in a playoff spot. The Dolphins are Dolphins are eight and three, correct? Yeah, they are eight So eight they're eight actually, you know what? They're actually right there to, to potentially still by, get man. that first round by and win. And the how AFC huge would that be for a team where there's weather, been a lot of questions too. about
0: them playing in bad weather, right? Yep. So, so
1: that would be huge. Not even having to travel for that, that would be awesome for them. So they're in that dogfight. I expect the Dolphins come out, and you know they're just so creative too, right? That's so it's like. Ever, you know they're going to have a good game plan for that offense. So I think you can go all over some uh, Dolphins offensive props. And we'll move on to the next game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Panthers
1: Um, at the Buccaneers. This is a both, I mean, we need, we both need the Buccaneers to just lose this game. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, uh, Panthers are plus five and a half. Buccaneers are minus five and a half. Over under is 36 and a half. Now here's the problem, Eli. I think the Buccaneers are gonna beat the Panthers. I think they're gonna beat them by more than five and a half. This game somewhat reminds me similar to the Titans and Panthers last week, but I think the Panthers are gonna, or sorry, the Bucks are gonna have a little more success being able to put the game away. Uh, Baker, I think, is the better quarterback than Levis, and they, I think they have better weapons and stuff like that. So um, I like Rashad White. I like you can take his receiving yards. I also like him for his rushing yards in this game. Um, he's been a focal point of that offense. And then my two main plays, actually, I, I kind of like the under 36 and a half here. You're like, I Me don't too. know if the Panthers are going to really be able to score much. I love the under here. Yeah, like 36 time. and a half. I think that's too many points. And I'm going to take Mike Evans over four and a half catches and a Mike Evans touchdown. It's plus 150 on the touchdown. I mean, Fuck yeah, dude. This guy's just been doing everything for that team. He's clearly Baker's number one option.
0: You know he me, I right love my open. Mike Evans players. Yeah, right? like, again, he's another
1: time. guy that I have on one of my fantasy teams who's just so consistent. He just does everything for that team, so I don't see that stopping anytime now. This Panthers defense is out of juice. Uh, they're still not bad, but they're just like. They don't. They haven't shown the ability to be enough to get their team over the hump for the uh, to make up for their offense. So with the combination of them, oh, and two, they just fired Frank Reich, which is crazy. David Tepper is a fucking moron. That guy's way too involved. How are you gonna hire guy Frank Reich? You're not gonna let him get through a season when you just got a draft pick and crazy, nothing's man. working. Like, I don't know how on a team where you had no options, you just traded away your best player and all your draft picks oh to get God. the first round draft pick. Like. It's a fucking dumpster fire there. Like right C.J. Now, Stroud, I think would maybe to be doing better than Bryce Young if he had gone there. But I still don't think that he would be having the success he's having now. That's just there's nothing good going on there at any level. So I think it's a little bit unfair that Frank Reich got fired. I think you have to give him at least a, at least a season and a half to let him kind of break, right? try to do totally, something and yeah. see what they can do. So I lean towards the Bucks here. I lean, I, I like the under and I like the Mike Evans touchdown. And catches and then I like some of Rashad White props. I just I just think the Panthers are bad man, unfortunately. I think
0: the Bucks aren't great, but I think against a bad team like this they can they can find success. Totally agree. I'm not even gonna add on because I am with everything you just said, so there's nothing else that stands out to me there. Yeah. I love what you said, so
1: perfect. We'll just move on to the next one. This is the Cleveland Browns Incoming. at the Rams. Incoming, yeah, yeah. Joe Flacco is starting. starting.
0: He is starting. Yeah. So that's... and is Joe Flacco elite here? We've been asking this question for forty-four years now, dog. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, it's there's just. I mean, if he was at one point, he's, he's not back, now. I tell you what, he's not
1: now. But uh, Joe plus Flacco plus three man. and a half on the road against the Rams, minus three and a half at home, over under a forty and a half. Holy shit, dude! Joe Flacco, man.
0: We're living in twenty twenty four. I don't even know what year it is, but Joe Flacco somehow in the NFL again. We're back. Here's the thing.
1: <laughs> Joe Flacco fucking sucked for the Jets. Yeah, like he did. fucking sucked. Yeah, he really did. But the Browns have a pretty good O line. They got they got Amari Cooper. They have Elijah Moore as a secondary receiving option. Daven Joku's been awesome. They got two running backs that can run the ball and their defense is good. Now, Miles Garrett was banged up last week. He was seen in a sling after the game. Um apparently it's just muscular damage. There was nothing structurally uh wrong. So he'll obviously be playing, but with the size of the guys and how physical it is in those lines, like keep an eye on that as well, because that could slow him down a little bit, right?
0: And the, Coop was also, he was limited this week as well to Amari Cooper, so keep an eye on that for sure Oh, was as well. he? He's, okay? he's, got, he's got some ribs mm. from last game too, so... Ribs if, are tough. Yeah, if he's... Because I do
1: like his matchup, actually, if he's healthy. Me too. Um, And then Cooper Cup, obviously, has been banged up and yeah. stuff like that. Here's the deal for me with the Rams. Fuck the Rams, first of all. <laughs> first and foremost. Fuck Pukunakua. And, um, and, and that's it, really. That's it. So... I'm not gonna be betting Puka Nuku. I'm not gonna be betting a banged up Cooper Cup. What I will be betting is the fucking man who every game this season for them, when he plays, has been unbelievable. And he's coming off the best week of his career. Give me Kyron Williams over 24 and a half receiving. Give me over 63 and a half rushing. You could do over 92 and a half combined if you want. Give me—he's at plus 100. I've already bet it for a touchdown because I think that's gonna go down. I mean, this guy just finds the end zone. So often. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy to think at, because obviously at the beginning of the season, that their best offensive player is their running back for the Rams, which takes so much pressure off of a good Stafford who can just manage the game. And so, I don't know. (laughs) It makes... Oh... I'm going to stay away from the point spread, I think. I kind of still want to bet the Browns just because how awesome is it. I think I might just go three and a half Browns because fucking Flacco, dude. That's awesome. Flacco! <laughs> no, really he's so good. It, um, So outside of Kyron Williams, though, my favorite bet in this game by far. I already mentioned it. David Njoku, over four and a half catches, over 44 and a half yards. He's hit his catches in the last six games that he's played. <coughs> last six straight over four and a half and he's been over 44 and a half yards um or sorry he's hit his over in yards the last five of his last six games so that just tells me that especially watching these Cleveland games they're going to him he's the dump off option um it's very easy for right he's finding catches his last three games he's got six catches seven catches six catches all in the 50 yards so he's He's kind of that safety valve, and when you're bringing in a quarterback who's not going to be mobile, like a Joe Flacco, <laughs> oh boy, those will little tight end bold. screens, those quick passes to the tight end um, can be super beneficial. Uh, so no, I'm, it's so true. I'm looking Absolutely, for him man. to be that safety valve, especially with a banged up in Murray Cooper.
0: Um, All jokes aside, I think that's a great play. I think yeah. that's a really good really play. I'm just
1: going to keep Ryan and Ky- Kyron Williams. Um, till the wheels fall off because he's just awesome. He's I, just awesome, man. I it pains me to say how good he is because, obviously, I'm a Seahawks fan. Um, so I really like Kyron Williams. And the last thing I'll say is, is, I already said fuck the Rams. We need the Rams to lose. Yeah, you, both you and yeah, I. Yeah, we do. So the Rams in a big way. beat the Browns. The We're Rams in suddenly are just now taking our our chances. We're at in the trouble playoffs. for sure. Definitely, and we can't have that. So, um.
0: Like everything you say here, um, I really hate to say that I like Kyron Williams big time here too. Um, I love the under here, man. I think 40.5 is like a lot of points in this game, especially with a Joe Flacco-led team. And especially with a defense like Cleveland, who are literally ready to fight to the death for the playoffs this year. They've been through... A whole fucking roller coaster worthy of five years in one year yeah. right now. And they're going to fight hard this for everything, right?
1: Let me tell you how the player meetings are going for the Browns <laughs> this week. The offense are going. We got the veteran Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco. He's going to come in, game manage. Everyone do your jobs, and he'll get us to a spot where we can win. And here's the defensive meeting. We're bringing in fucking Joe Flacco. We got to go win this game (laughs) ourselves. We can't let them score more (laughs) than 20. So that's how it's going to go. And the Browns have, crazy enough, just have shown the ability to keep teams no matter what to low numbers. Um, So, yeah, I think this should be a good one. And I'm definitely rooting. (laughs) Heavy, heavy, heavy for the Browns.
0: Me too, man. I'm pumped up for this next one, man. San Fran at Philly. We're talking the NFC Championship. Now this is room, one I need
1: both of them to lose. <laughs> yeah, let's get I a tie game. How, I need a tie I, game. I need. This one, dude. <laughs> listen, this, yeah San Fran minus three on the road at Philadelphia, which is telling you all Vegas, all you need to know from Vegas that they think San Fran is that number one team they think the NFC is going to go through San Francisco. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't think the Eagles will have a better record because you can only play your schedule. And obviously, the 49ers had that little stretch where they lost a few straight when they were banged up. But they think right now that the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. I mean, they're on the road in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is a home dog. It's crazy. I haven't seen that in a long time, I feel like, Eli. So... This game, I need them to beat each other up. I need this game to be physical and sloppy. I need, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooting for injuries, but no, I need no, no. to be a hard hitting game. I need them to, I don't want, I need them to grind each other out. I need them to fight for every yard, every catch, every run. I need them on special teams, right? Fight for everything, um, because these are in the over the next two weeks. These are the two teams that we're gonna be, uh, the Seahawks are playing. So. Um, I'll be keeping a close eye on this one. The Seahawks gave me some hope last week or this like yesterday. I know they didn't win, but our offense looked good again. They look great, man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to these two matchups that we're going to have with them. These are two great teams. So this is going to be an awesome game. I think I like the San Francisco 49ers minus one for the first half, Eli. Because the Eagles have been winning games, but they've been coming back. Their second Absolutely. half, their adjustments they've been making on both offense and defense have been incredible. So I like the San Francisco 49ers' first half. Um, and it pains me to even say that because I don't want to bet on them. But at this point, like they're both in the playoffs. The Seahawks aren't going to finish above these two teams, so it doesn't really, I guess, matter who loses. Unless San Fran was or the Eagles were to like lose out, which isn't happening, no, right? It's not. So, um, yeah, San Francisco minus one first half. I lean. I like. I can't decide which more I like between Ayuk and Kittle for receiving yards. So I haven't really decided on anything on that. And then Jalen Hurts touchdown plus one hundred. I've already yeah. locked it in with the touch push they do. He scored two last week. I mean, this guy. It's it's. He scores it's often. Too easy for he him scores now, often, and then and you know they're gonna run if they get it down near the goal line. You know that that's their play they're going to. So you're, as long as they can get it into that position, you're guaranteeing yourself at least an attempt. That's all you can like ask for. Even the
0: books, I feel like everyone has this misconception about Hurts that he could only get tush push touchdowns. This guy can fucking run, dude. Yep. This guy can roll out or go up the middle at any time. If he sees an opening, he's gone, dude. He's yeah, taking off. A quarterback
1: right? draw for like a fifteen yard run last week. Like, that, that was not like He's that got he's push. got real wheels, right? Yeah. So
0: like he could he gets score in a he's number strong, of different ways, do. man. He
1: could go through a tackle if he needs to. I love to. the
0: Hurts TD. um I, I, I it's always so weird with this team with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown that whole thing right um, but Devontae Smith's cook in the last couple weeks man I'm just going to ride the hot hand there I just think that they might pay extra attention to AJ Brown and rightfully so in the defensive game like he deserves all the attention and I think probably we're going to see a couple openings for Devontae 57 yards seems low to me I do think this is going to be a high scoring game no matter the conditions I think both these offenses are going to say like like We're that. here to win this game, even yeah. though, like, San Francisco D's looking really good lately. So it was Dallas' defense, and then exactly, last week right? it
1: turned into a shootout. Sometimes exactly. there's good defense, but there's better offense. Sometimes
0: I just try, I mean, like, I love these offenses, man. And I hate to say it, because mm-hmm. I really don't want, like, I hate Nick Sirianni, yeah. big time. I can't stand this guy, he's really obnoxious. But Philadelphia wins games, and they're pouring in points this year, man. For
1: all those reasons you just said... Is why I love Nick Sirianni. I mean, dude, he's a Philly scumbag. He's the guy. He's like, perfect. He's for the face ph- of Philly. Oh, like he literally perfect, represents dude. that whole it's so entire. Perfect. Again, I honestly think man. that team, like as much as Nick Sirianni, <laughs> obviously a head coach, has impact on a team. That team goes as far as Jalen Hurts. goes. Absolutely, as he Absolutely, is the man. heart and soul of that team, and so I think Sirianni knows that, and he plays behind that. He knows that he's there to support Hurts and this offense I mean, and this team. Um, And like you said, yeah, it's been weird. Devontae Smith's been good. A.J. Brown, you just never know because he could always go off for those monster games or sometimes he seems like he's not involved. Um, DeAndre Swift has been playing really good lately and it's doubtful, but there's rumors that Dallas Goddard might be back this weekend. That's crazy, dude. I know he's going to do everything in his ability to get back because of how big of a game this is, so... Um, look out for that as well. That might change. That might even lower Devontae Smith Very number. Or Yo, whatever. That's a great because point. Because I honestly was thinking
0: about that too. Right. So that's definitely like these other games with injuries and everything. Goddard, he's been a key in this offense for years. Right. So he will alter those lines if he's back for sure. Definitely,
1: he's still one of the better tight ends in the game. He's an unfortunate injury, but if he's back and ready, um, you never know. Also, look out. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Zach Ertz was released. Asked to get released by the Cardinals. Because Trey McBride, I guess, has just kind of been taking over. So Zach Ertz, the veteran, is now a free agent right now, me, and he's right? cleared waivers. And so you never know if he can sign a veteran minimum. He's looking for a contender. So I saw that three options were maybe um, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and uh, Kansas City, which is kind of funny. It's three teams that all have a good tight end, but... You can never have you can never have too many weapons when trying to make a too, deep. With, with him oh, you can already, never have right? too many weapons when you're trying to make a deep run into the playoffs. So um, obviously, it may be too late for this week for him to get into a game. But keep an eye out around the league for that because I, I know somebody could probably use his services. Yeah, good call. We'll move on to the Sunday nighter: Chiefs at the Packers. The Kansas City Chiefs are minus six on the road. Packers are plus six at home. Over/under of forty-two and a half. Eli. Aaron Jones is ruled out for the game, which is big for your fantasy lineup because you have A.J. Dillon me and you Dillon, need, him and I need him fighting in the to make playoffs to right now, Fox so that serves. could be big for you. I'm going to give you a few things I like here, and some of them are a little bit long shots, but I just kind of like them. I know Aaron Jones scares me a little bit. I think I like the Packers plus six. The Chiefs historically are not great against the spread. They don't blow teams out. The Packers are playing well. It's in Lambeau. It's a tough place to go play. Uh, I like over 4.5 catches and over 47.5 yards for Rasheed Rice. He has proven to be that second receiving option right now. Last week he had a huge game for them. Um, they've been missing guys due to injury. Like Jarrett McKinnon missed. Uh, Nicole Hardman is out. Uh, so they've been missing some guys. Kadarius Tony, I believe, missed. So With those guys going out and him having a big game, I think that he's starting to develop that extra trust with Mahomes. And Mahomes is going to be willing to go to him more. Uh, He had a touchdown last week, playing well. Um, So I have two touchdown props as well. Jaden Reed at plus 210. He scored a touchdown in each of his last three games. They're finding ways to get the ball. We've talked about it the last couple weeks about his speed. Uh, He just flies around the field. And at plus 210, I think that's a great number. And then Rasheed Rice to score a touchdown, which he did last week, looking for weapons in the end zone. You know Mahomes likes to mix it up on who he gives the ball to. Plus 225, Eli. I think those are both good numbers um, that you could that you could hit. I also think I like um, Jordan Love over one and a half passing touchdowns. I just think, depending on the weather, I will keep, because if it's snowing or raining, or yep. maybe not with how cold it is, but he's just been playing well lately, and they're a team that's willing to go for it. He's willing to sling the ball, so... I don't hate that as well. What do you like here?
0: Yeah, no, I like a lot what you're saying. I had Rishi Rice, same as you, love that 47 and a half, four and a half. He is that number two, period. Like, there's no question about He's, it. At I think this last point, game right?
1: established with guys missing that. Mahomes was able to trust him and he was able to perform and yeah put up numbers so I think going forward that's his that's his responsibility now that's his spot until he loses it. I
0: think absolutely for sure and like you just mentioned weather dependent we never know Lambo could get crazy this time of year wind and everything too that all influences the game but if it is uh somewhat reasonable at all I love the over in this game. I love Mahomes over one and a half touchdowns. I love Jordan Love over one and a half. As I said that I I realized,
1: why not both of them, I mean, I
0: think this is a fucking shootout, man. We just saw Aiden O'Connell torching the Kansas City defense at times last week. And that's Aiden O'Connell, man. And I I think this Kansas City uh, uh, defense is good, but not great. I think there's definitely vulnerabilities. Jesse used the term... Uh, for Matt LaFleur taking the training wheels off Jordan Love. And I, I think yeah. that's an absolute fact. Opened I think, up the playbook. I think he's getting, allowing he's him to be man. free now. He's allowing those expansive plays to develop. We're seeing Christian Watson show up. I like Jaden Reed just like you, though, man. This guy's sneaky good. Keep an eye on him this week. He's dealing with a chest issue. I don't know what it is. He's listed questionable. He returned to know. limited yeah. practice this week, uh, just yesterday, too. So... Keep an eye on that because I For don't know sure. what the hell is going on with that. Chest yeah, a guy thing, but... like
1: that, little speed guy, you you need you need at full strength, yeah. at full health because injury, he's getting hit by some of those big guys who
0: can only could take be one fucking, thing. Oh, especially in cold weather yeah. and Lambo too, right? So keep an eye on and that. It, but I love him and he's it, been great this year, going those overs and getting those touchdowns yeah. too. So that's, I love those. That's calls a really man.
1: good point you make about Jordan Love. Is like and the one thing with the last couple weeks. He, I don't think he's now playing for his job, his immediate security. He's his last couple now, weeks, dude. they've earned it. They took the training wheels off. He's their quarterback, and you know what? All of his receivers. He's got Dobbs. He's got Watson. He's got Jalen Reed. Like he, all these guys are now starting to get better. Right there, some are, Reeds, I believe is a rookie this year. Watching the dogs last year, they're finally to gain. They're finally able to gain who the some fuck confidence was here. Who's
0: that guy that just showed up last week? Keith had a big game last yeah. week. Dude, I, don't, I don't even know who this guy no, is, but they're, like they're Maybe ways, keep an eye on if he's like over one. Which does that or like not remind you so much Aaron about Rodgers. how Aaron Rodgers did? 100%, like, man. doesn't
1: matter who it was that game, and he's finding a guy, and one of the random receivers has two touchdowns or something like that. So. Yeah, I like Reed and Rice both touchdowns. I probably won't even bother parlaying them. I'll probably play them both straight up just because Me they're too. both over plus two hundred. There's no need to get greedy.
0: Me too. And I do like that, I'm that very,
1: lot. I'm very excited for this Chiefs and Packers game. I think it should be awesome. And again, let's be honest. I need the Chiefs to win.
0: I'm not too sure. Sorry, just to jump in. Um, I didn't see if there was any like rushing totals on Jordan Love as well because with Aaron Jones out. I think Jordan Love's more than capable of going over like 25, 30 yards definitely. rushing too. So if And you, you said see a like, number like that. you're
1: expecting a shootout. Obviously, that is very weather dependent. We're going to have to see what it's like. But if it is bad weather, again, look for a guy to keep the ball a little bit more and run the ball be, and just try to secure it and do what he has to do to win, right? So I like that a lot. Um, I was just saying that we need the Packers to lose oh, this game. Oh, they have to time. lose. They have to lose. I think mean, they can they cover the six, but lose, we man. definitely need them to lose the game overall.
0: More than anything. Please. Yeah, absolutely. That's like basically a couple teams that we're really depending on not showing up this week. That's at the top of the list for absolutely. us personally. And the last
1: game of this week, we'll move on to the Monday Nighter. Really quickly, speaking of Monday Nighters, the Eagles and the Seahawks, the first ever Monday Night Flex. flex.
0: can not be big. Not only do we have to go through this gauntlet, but,
1: gauntlet, but three of the four now, Eli, are going to be in prime time. That's tough to ask for any team when you have to play the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Eagles and three out of the four weeks all in primetime positions. That's a tough task. I just wanted to bring that up because it is the first ever Monday Night Flex. And it's a And I think game. it should be a good game it's if we can get game. back healthy. I think it um, can be a good game because... Is that we, in Philly? No, it's in Seattle, I Seattle, that's big. I think that's in Seattle, I believe, which is really, really big. So um might have to try to snag a ticket to that somehow. Some fucking way and just be there, you know? I mean, but, that's a booming
0: atmosphere. Oh, guaranteed. yeah. So,
1: this game here, Monday night, Bengals at the Jaguars. The Bengals are plus eight and a half. Jaguars are minus eight and a half at home, over under 38 and a half. I like the Jags here by minus eight and a half, Eli. I, I still, I probably lean towards the under as well under 38 and a half. I just don't know if this Bengals offense is going to be able to really get too much going. It's so sickening what happened with it Burrow being up really for the season that it's just like a team you thought was for sure going to be there in the playoff picture, a team that you know that can go on the road and win tough games, didn't need that home field advantage, now no longer is even in a spot to make the playoffs, I believe. Well, I think they are still technically because their number, but their trajectory is going down, and it's going down fast, unfortunately. And then you're playing against a team, the Jaguars, who have now just beat the Texans to secure the... Or not. I don't think they're secure, but to have the uh, Big lead breaker over division, the, right? yeah. the, uh, the Texans. So they're leading. Trevor Lawrence is playing great. Um, this is a game where I think you can take any one of the receivers for the Jaguars. You could take Evan Ingram on catches or yards. You could take Calvin Ridley catches or yards. You could take Christian Kirk catches or yards. I really just think it depends on who you like the most. It's kind of just... You know what I mean? It's dealer's choice at that point. Just pick who you like. Um, I have I, I I've been leaning on like I leaned on the last couple of weeks on Calvin Ridley, and he's been great. I don't know if I'll do that again because he, I I don't want it to ruin what's been going on that the good that's been going on. So I might go Kirk. I might go Ingram. Not one hundred percent positive, but Eli right. in the last two weeks Trevor Lawrence. Three rushing touchdowns. He's getting it done on the feet. Last week, he had two rushes for zero yards, but a touchdown. So he lost yards on one, and obviously he gained a couple. But it's not about the yards. This guy's doing what he has to do. He, to he games, is, right? he's developing. Everyone knew this guy was going to be good, but now he's using his feet in the in the red zone where they struggled a little bit earlier in the season to put away scores. This team last game had like four plays of 50 yards or more, or like a bunch of passes downfield. So this team is going for it downfield. They're able to run the ball. Trevor Lawrence is putting the ball in the end zone himself. So I like Trevor Lawrence over 242 passing yards. Last week he had almost 400, I believe. Um, He's just a very good quarterback. They're taking shots down the field. So if you get a couple big plays, your art like if you get two 40-yard plays somehow, which they're they're probably gonna try to go for then suddenly you already only need 160 yards for the rest of the game or something like that. I think that's very doable. I also, I'm he's been my fantasy quarterback in one league, and I've been riding it in the last couple weeks. I might take a Trevor Lawrence touchdown, plus 350. He's got three t- rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks. I know you can't expect that to keep going because he's only got three all season, but at this point of the year, I think he's kind of putting together, and you know what, if Trevor Lawrence sneaky starts putting together a few more good games. They're right there as well for the top of the AFC. And if he can keep putting up these numbers, by the end of the season, you could see his name sneaked in on an MVP um, ballot if he can keep doing this. I know it's rough to start, but it's all about what have you done for me lately in this league, and he's putting up good numbers. And then on the other side, the only prop I really like for the Bengals, Eli, is Mixon, over 19 and a half receiving yards. He's been over 20 in five of his last six games. Uh, he's a dump off option that's right great now. Yeah. Um, the Jaguars are susceptible to giving up yards, so I think that's the only thing I really feel comfortable because he can just dump it off screen passes. It doesn't need to be pushing the ball downfield, which I don't. Rely, I don't want to rely on the Bengals' ability to do that with their backup quarterback at all
0: right now. Everything for me here about all of this tells me that there is an incoming blowout in this game, and there's a number of reasons that I could bring up leading into that. And this starts from last season, and it starts how Jacksonville finished last season. They are now developing a rhythm of winning, right? They're, they have now gone past the point of learning how to win to being very confident in winning with a very young, talented team. I think this is one of the best receiving corps, including Evan Ingram, in the whole NFL in terms of talent. I think when you're looking at all across the field, You just said you could take any receiver in this game to go over. Every single one of them very well can, and they could do it in a number of one or two Two plays. Two of the three
1: could easily hit it in the same game. Like They spread the ball out. They like to move it. Kirk and Ridley, both downfield options. Evan
0: Ingram's been a safety valve. Exactly, It's crazy. And there's a human element here. We all look at athletes as beyond human at times. Cincinnati just had a literal crushing emotional blow this year and they are now sitting under 500 this late in the season. I'm telling you right now, man, the Jags are vibing. The Cincinnati team is dwelling, right? So, hundred percent. I think all this tells me nine is not enough points. They're going well over that. I think they're going to hammer them, man. Yeah, on one
1: hand, you have the Bengals who are going downhill fast, may not win another game all year, you don't really know, going against a team who, and they have nothing to fight for really, right? Exactly. Because you know next year it's Burrow's job. Jamar, you got your receivers. I mean, T. Higgins will have to get re-signed, whatever. But you're not overly worried about the future of the Bengals because they have a young quarterback who will be good. He's just out for this season. On the other hand, you have a Jaguars team who's fighting for the A.F. to win the A.F.C. to win their division because the Texans, if they win this week, they're still right there Absolutely against the no. tough Broncos. That would be a massive win. Let's hope it doesn't happen, but. The Jaguars team has a lot to play for. And like you said, they are confident. They're rolling. I look for them to keep it going and just flex their muscles a bit. And we haven't even talked about Travis Etienne. No. Who can have an insane game in himself. No, I didn't see any. That's why I didn't mention it. But they have a guy who can take off on the (laughs) ground and in the the receiving game as well. He's one of Lawrence's favorite targets. So I'm really high on this Jags team right now. Yeah, I love the minus 8.5. I could see this being a double... Digit and listen, here, this
0: isn't a scenario where it's like uh, Joe Flacco's in with the Browns who have an elite defense that could keep him in a game. Cincinnati's defense is by no means elite. They've been getting fucking torched in a number of ways this year. So I, I really love yeah, the blowout for this really one, Yeah, you can really feel man.
1: just all the momentum kind it's of has left that popped, franchise man. for at least this season, right? I think they'll like their chances again next year as long as Joe Burrow's at the helm and they have Jamar Chase receiving. And they do have a good... Lou Amarillo's solid on the defense. They do have good defensive players, but I mean, they're not they're not expecting to make a push this season, I don't believe. So it's a tale of who wants it more. And unfortunately for the Bengals on this one, the team that's favored by eight and a half is also going to want it more. Absolutely. And they're going to look to make a statement.
0: Yeah. No, I can. Every win agree, counts, man. and
1: if you can keep rolling, you just won a couple tough games, and now you can blow out a team. Now you're really making. You're putting the league on notice saying we're here and we're not just—we're not looking to make the playoffs. We're going to win the AFC, get home field advantage. Duval!
0: <laughs> Damn straight, man. I guess that wraps it up for us. We're going to be signing off here for this week. Thank you so much again for the Gridiron gang for joining us. Love doing this shit, man. We're back cooking up plays. Let's ride, baby. Let's ride! Let's ride.